0: Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com. And now your host, Tom Zappala and Red Sox Hall of Famer, Rico Petrucelli.
1: Good morning. How'd you hit him yesterday? I mean, good evening. Yeah. <clears throat> How'd I hit what? How'd you play yesterday? I, oh, I played nine holds of golf. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I hit him uh, often. No, I hit the ball pretty good for seven holds. Then I went downhill, just like, like that. The, wo- Beach, the right? woman that was in the foursome and her husband, she outdrove me. You're kidding me. Well, not a little bit. That's, that's Well, that's, they hit forward, though. Yeah, yeah that's
2: great. Anyway. Welcome to the Great American Collectible Show, Tom Zapp, and my co-host, Red Sox Hall of Famer, Enrico Petrucelli. Good to be here yeah, you look good. with you. I feel, feel good. good. Florida. Nice. Florida's, good. Florida's good. Florida's good. It's agreeing with us. We've got a great show today, some really good friends. We've got uh, John Tarby, our good friend from JT Sports, the Batman. Uh, Joe Drelick. Ah, uh, one of the three partners uh, uh, in the National Sports Collectors Convention. Joe's been a real, real big help to this show. And then later on, we've got another good friend, Lee Behrens from Sterling Sports Auctions. Uh, Lee has a an auction ending uh, pretty soon, great. Right? Pretty oh, soon. Okay, we can talk about that. Listen, uh, before we we chat with uh, both John and Joe, I just want to remind you folks that, <clears throat> excuse me, on March second, Rico and I are going to be co- uh, hosting. Uh, a fundraiser down here uh, to uh, support Little Smiles of Florida. It's a wonderful children's charity. 93 cents of every buck goes right to the kids. We have a great auction we're going to have here. Uh, live auction. Not on the Internet, though, unfortunately. But if you'd like to make a donation, please, uh, you can just click on the link that uh, you can you can see now. And uh, just make, I don't care if it's 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever you can make. Oh, it's just a great organization. Looking forward to it. Rico's going to be doing a signing. Um, well,
1: if you got an extra 10,000 laying come on down, down.
2: I mean, you can do that too. You know, we Absolutely. Have... Come on down. All right. We've got John. We've got Joe. Hi, guys. How are you? How
3: are cool, you? Good. Hey. How's everybody doing?
2: Good. Let's right, let's let's chat with, uh, with Joe first. Joe, uh, the National is quickly approaching. And by the way, uh, we made our reservations. We did? Yeah, I did for you. Oh, yeah. Look yeah, forward. I look, it's, you know, I look forward to that. Actually, we're staying in a nice place. It's, it's called time. YMCA. <laughs> no, we're staying in a nice place,
1: uh, looking forward. Well, we look forward to it. I, I, this year, I couldn't make it last year. I was very, very busy with uh, things. He was busy. He was very busy, guys, making money, I working for the Red Sox. Nah, no, yeah. that, that's not true. Yeah, I really... that, that's what he was doing. Well, all right. So,
2: so what? No, I'm not. uh, uh, Listen, I I compliment you. Okay. All right, Joe, you got some. uh, We're not going to talk, get into the nitty gritty about the national this time around because you've got some uh, big announcements coming down the road. So we're going to wait. But you have some new sponsors. Tell us
3: about that. Oh, for the Philly show. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Philly show is coming up in a couple of weeks. You know, we're excited about that. Uh, Again, the show is continuing to expand. Um, you know, going forward, we're going to be in about 150,000 square feet, about 250 vendor booths. Now, uh, we've expanded, uh, the vintage card presence there, the memorabilia presence, the new card, uh, presence at the show. And, uh, we're really excited about how things have continued to move forward. We've partnered up with eBay. Um, we've partnered up with Quite uh, a few others. Ion cases is, is come on as a sponsor for us and pristine auctions and a lot of great partners uh, to help grow the hobby. That's the goal here is to, is to keep introducing the hobby to more and more people and get them excited about it. So that's one of our missions um, at the Philly Show, and we're we're very excited about that. So, so
2: now eBay is an official sponsor of the show yeah. now.
3: Yep, they are. They're the title sponsor for the show. It's actually uh Philly show presented by eBay. So uh, we're excited about that partnership. They've been great to work with and we're really looking forward to continuing that and uh, again uh you're, to you're, the, gonna, you're gonna get as
1: big as the national there. <laughs> How big do you can you get or do you wanna get?
3: Yeah, it's uh you know, we try to go uh, slow and steady is kind of the motto as is, is we try to make sure that the uh, the show doesn't overpower uh, the crowd and, yeah, and vice yeah. versa. So as the crowd continues to grow, we'll we'll continue to grow the vendor space. But yeah, we have the ability to expand quite a bit yeah. more. I believe the whole building is about two hundred seventy five thousand square feet. That's and, nice, uh, that's Nice. Yeah, that's I think great. It's a great, great show. 40, so, it
2: really, yeah. is. John, John. do you go to uh, you go to the Philly show?
4: Everyone wouldn't miss it. Really? Yeah, uh, history goes back to uh, Fort Washington and Willow Grove. You know, years ago. Uh, sure. And Joe's done a great job. You know, last few years, you know, the attendance is just really skyrocketed. And from what I understand, the rumor on the floor is there is an extensive uh, waiting list of dealers to get into the show. Mm-hmm. So is great job.
3: Yeah. Yeah. We've maintained a, a pretty extensive waiting list. And again, you know, to what Rico was asking, you know we don't we don't want to overpower uh, the the show with too many dealers where the crowd doesn't support it. So we're pretty yeah. cognizant of that and try to keep a good eye on that.
2: We are chatting with Joe Drelic, uh from the Philly show CSA show. I mean, I mean, like Joe, you're like all the shows and the <laughs> national. And I tell you what, Joe, we are looking forward uh, to coming to the Nationals. I know you don't want to talk about it, but we can say that it is uh, in Cleveland, great venue. Um, just can you just tell us a little bit about the anticipation? I mean you've got a you've got a slew of of, of uh, 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 vendors coming in, dealers. just you must be excited since this is really your first official one,
3: yeah, yeah, we're super excited and again, um you know we're just holding some things close to the best, but we're very close to making some announcements mm-hmm. about what we have. What I can sort of say is is you know, we're going back to an area where the, the national has been in the past and maybe some of the things that people really liked about uh, the national, you know, haven't been there in, in, in the past in the few years, some dealer appreciation things, uh, some, you know, uh, educational type components. Uh, so touching on that, you know, we're, we're really excited about some of the things we're going to offer. Uh, we're going to bring a charity component to the national, um, you know, some exciting things that I think a lot of people are going to, uh, really, be excited about from from bringing it back from from years past to to recognizing where we're going and, and growing the hobby and growing the space. So, a lot of great partners there. The dealer uh, core base is is the the key to everything. Uh, right. It's a dealer show, like that's that's the motto that we've maintained as well. Uh, not to disrespect any of our corporate partners at all. We we love them as well. We're, we're doing really great things behind the scenes with all the corporate partners. But, you know, the National is about the dealers. It's about the collectors. Um, and we want to maintain the integrity of that. And You know, we're really excited about it. We're, Jimmy, myself, and Brian are, you know, avid collectors, as we've talked about before. And, and we're passionate about the hobby. So and we're excited to, to bring that to the forefront. And, and we've got a lot of great conversations with with people that have been, you know, in the industry for many years. And We're taking a lot of notes and advice. And uh, compiling it all together, Ray Schulte, who I know you guys know um, very well, is, is a you know proud member of our team that stayed on. And Ray's role has increased. We've, we've brought some support in for him, um, which he's thrilled about. It's going to allow him to uh, branch out and, and do some of the things that he's really been kind of competent a bit to do for for years. So, you know, again, you know, and, and you guys have been great as well in, in the partnership that the National has had. Uh, with the Great American Collectible Show is, is we value that very much, and you know we'll we appreciate it. We, you'll be one of the shows that we're on. You know, Jimmy, myself, and and Brian really aren't aren't uh, you know camera guys, we'll let Ray and, and the PR team handle that. But uh, you know we're excited to. Yeah, know, to, we'll
5: to, we'll be
1: broadcasting yeah. again. We'll be absolutely, broadcasting yeah. Again. Look forward to that. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. What yeah. about this uh, mascot? Is it a mascot like they do in in the sports teams? <laughs>
3: Uh, yeah, yeah, not not quite. But it, it, there's an acronym for it. I'll, I'll let I know Ezra's coming on in a few weeks. I'll let him uh, dive into that. But uh, yeah, we, we connected with Mascot in 2023, and and uh, discussed with with Ezra and his team what what the plan was. And a quick overview is is basically Mascot is very forward thinking, where they can integrate uh, personal collections. Uh, dealer collections into one platform where you can actually click just one button and launch it into many different options of of selling and retailing. You can also use it internally to catalog your own items. The cool tool that attracted us to uh, collaborating with them was that basically we gave them access to our dealers. The dealers that wanted to partake in it were able to upload inventory that they were bringing to the show. um, And you can log on to the mascot platform and walk in the door and you could type in 1952 top mickey mantle and it would show you where it was located in the show floor wow um, very cool which is really awesome for a lot of reasons right it, simplification uh, the size of the show is is enormous it, it could take you a couple of hours to walk the show floor so now if you have a specific need um and you want to find it and make sure you know where it is with mascot they help you do that which is fantastic and you know yeah. it's
1: mutually uh, you efficient. know joe there's a lot of kids that come to the national what about having a mask an actual mascot with like a card you know <laughs> oh, look i <laughs> work <Rico>. cheap <laughs>
2: I work, he works cheap <laughs> uh,
1: i was say, right. thinking rico about that
4: be that'd gear, be great rico, for you rico but... <laughs> huh?
1: I can do that. Yeah, great idea. So know, the man has
4: no, hey, no,
1: he doesn't, no pride. Well, hey, well, listen, hey, I'm on Social Security.
2: Yeah, you're <laughs> on Social Security, all right. All right, Joe, uh, so you have about 400 different website addresses. What? Let's, let's focus on the Philly show. How yeah. can people find more information?
3: Yeah, real simple, phillyshow.com. The show's coming up, March 8th, 9th, and 10th. Um, we've got a big show planned. The autograph guests are fantastic. Uh, you know, we're doing a Super Bowl Fifty Two Philadelphia Eagles reunion show. We've got over twenty nice. players, including Nick Foles, the Super Bowl MVP at the show. Um, we were able to get Chase Utley, who is not a Hall of Famer, but he's considered a white whale in the autograph industry. He hasn't That's done a public uh, autograph no. signing since two thousand nine. So Chase is coming to the show on Sunday. And we're super excited about uh, you know the show in general. Uh, aside from that, but yeah, it's dot and March eighth, ninth, and tenth, and love to see everybody there.
2: Great, all right, Joe. Before we let you go, we got to get Jimmy and Brian on. Uh, yeah, I'm going to work them till they till they till they finally relinquish and say we're in.
3: Yep, it's going to happen soon.
2: All right, thanks, Joe. We thanks, appreciate Joe. it. Take okay, care, guys, Take care, see Joe. See from hey, the Joe. Philly Show, good guy, John. You've been dealing with Joe for a long time, huh?
4: Yeah, sure. You know, we've been, uh, oh gosh, you know, like I said, we've been at the Philly show since, uh, oh boy, the 90s, you know, we've been doing it. And uh, Joe is like, he came in there, picked up, uh, you know, a show that was honestly, that was fading, you know, took it over and uh, it's like night and day. The crowd is, it's a great show, nice facility, very happy. So,
2: we sent this bat to Mr. Tarby, uh, and this is the Rico Petroselli bat that is going up for auction uh, at the fundraiser. And we already have an outside bid of $3,000, John. Now, John was nice enough. This is a bicentennial bat, one of the last bats, if not the last bat. Could okay. be the last bat, but we can't prove that. This could be the last bat that Rico ever used. It's a bicentennial bat signed by Rico Petricelli a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Yeah, but that was back in uh, I love the pine tar. Yeah. Love the pine tar. Yeah, I like it. Me, it. I want to read this description. I haven't read the description John, to him. Tell me if you what your thoughts are. So this is a Hillerich and Bradsby modeled W215 mm-hmm. Rico Petricelli professional model bat. No cracks in it. With outstanding use. I don't know how the hell you can say outstanding use, John, because I what mean, do you mean? You know, look
1: at the barrel. Look at all those boy right on the right on the sweet spot. I don't see anything. Wait a minute. I can I see, see the- the- <laughs> right there, right there. OK.
2: All right. So listen, numerous. It says numerous ball marks and ball stitch impressions <clears throat> are visible on all sides of the barrel. Cleat marks can be seen on the left and back barrel. Also visible on the barrel are red, green, and blue rack streaks. There is a heavy coat of pine tar on the handle. And by the way, John, the only reason he used pine tar is because his wife loved the smell of it. True or false?
1: Yes, true.
2: There was a notation on the left side of the center brand, but it it has been removed. Petroselli's number is written on the knob in a black marker. blah, 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 blah. Uh, exactly. So it just
1: seems like a your bat. Well, the big thing is this. I'm glad that it maybe would bring in some money for the auction. That's 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 it, period. You know what I mean?
4: Uh honest, is it a I decent mean, bat? Come on.
2: I mean you've
4: it is. It is a decent bat. Uh seventy six bicentennial is very popular with collectors. It's the only year, obviously, that they put on the uh They drop Power Eyes next to the Center brand, and they branded the uh, Liberty Bell. Yeah, and it's very distinctive, one year style. Um, And you know Rico was a very popular player. Yeah, regardless of what he says, and he he uh, was
2: no, but uh, you know something, John. He is so modest. Oh, stop it, will you? I can't tell you modest. How many times down here we've been at events or just walking around a flea market or something, and all of a sudden. One person recognizes him and all hell breaks loose. you know what's it, it interesting, not, right. Most of the people that recognize him are Brooklyn people
1: though. Well, the thing is my feeling in when I was growing up and all that, right? <clears throat> it's different now, free agency and all that to make the big leagues. I mean, wow. A dream come true. Right? So it was, you were happy that uh, in my case, the Red Sox were interested. A few other teams in me. So, I feel like they gave me the opportunity. Okay, not many guys. All right, I had that. I had some ability, but they gave me that. So I'm I, I'm fortunate. I'm thankful to them. Any guy that's playing now should be on their knees thanking God because of the the opportunity that they have with the money, et cetera, and all of that, and the chance to play in in this era. And so that's how Enrico, I. Rico, you
4: were a big part. You were a big part of that world championship team. You really were, yeah. But, uh, but not talking about the, the playing. Actually, it's the it's the feeling
1: that uh, you know how I look at things. You know, I'm, I'm not no different than that. anybody. Yeah, not, I played big not. league ball, and people go, "Oh, come on." Uh, <clears throat> although I, my heroes, you know, when I was growing up, Mickey Mantle and uh DiMaggio was at the end of his career. Players like that. So anyway, uh, yeah, we are chatting with uh,
2: we're chatting with John Tabbie from. Uh JT Sports. Uh but right now, Rico, you know what it is right now? No. It's time for on deck with Rico. Oh no. Now on deck, Paraceli,
4: <laughs> Hi, <laughs> on deck with Rico silly Rico silly
6: Hi, my name is Willie. Time for on deck with Rico Parasoli.
2: On Deck! It's time for On Deck with Rico brought to you by our good friend Brian Dwyer and the great staff at REA Auctions. Don't forget to get your bid in by going to robertedwardauctions.com. That's Robert Edward, Edward, Robert Edward Auctions for extraordinary results and extraordinary service. Oh, yeah. Today's question read, hmm. submitted by a gentleman, Tom Cerrito. Uh-huh, yeah. What would a typical game day dinner consist of? And at what time, if it was a night game?
1: Yeah, yeah. Good question. Me and most of my teammates, maybe the guys, uh, not everyone, but a lot of a lot of the players throughout the uh, major leagues, was a night game. <clears throat> I know I would eat at around 3 o'clock. A big dinner? I would eat, yeah, that was my dinner. Uh, I could have a steak. Uh, or a uh, you know full meal, maybe a potato, or something like that. I felt good. Some guys, some guys didn't like to eat before the games. And John, by the way, jump in here. Yeah, yeah. Rico, did yeah, you
4: eat at the ballpark or did you eat away from no. the ballpark?
1: Well, at home I ate home at the on the road. I ate at um, the, at the hotel mostly. Or what
2: time did you have to be if you ate at three o'clock and it was a night game? What time did you have to be at the ballpark?
1: Uh, in my in my era, we had to be the ballpark two hours before the game, minimum of two or yeah, you know, five more. o'clock. So we had a bus going on the road. The bus takes us from the hotel to the ballpark. That bus would leave normally two and a half hours, two hours on on the road after the games. A night game, we would leave two hours after the game. So you shower up, you know, you get ready, and boom, you go. And they take you right to the airport? No, well, right to the hotel. And then, but at night there was in the big cities, there was hardly anything open. So you ended up eating at the fast food. So I'd have a hamburger and French fries and all night you're looking at the ceiling, you know, Uh, so that was lousy on the road really. So that that's pretty much it. Yeah. A lot of the guys did that. So they never had a buffet for you guys or anything at the later on late now folks, (laughs) now they have, chefs right? yes they have their own chefs that, that's why i was yeah, curious yeah no nah, yeah that, but you had you had yeah it, later on my last three four years they had the clubhouse guy would bring in a big spread you know with uh, all kinds of stuff and that and, would be for after yeah after the game because they knew no, nothing much was open and then you'd tip him accordingly buck <laughs> No, a buck. A buck or Should two. Speak, John. A buck. No, nah, no. Nah, nah, he knows better. All right, listen. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break.
2: When we come back. We're going to get into Mr. Tarby. We've got a lot to talk about. A Gax moment. John is going to be with us for the whole hour, John. You're here with us right through the end, right? Wonderful. Got to pay him back. right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.
1: Hi, this is Rico Petroselli. Right now, thousands of children are facing the most difficult times in their lives with serious illness, homelessness, and other tragedies. I hope that you can join us on March 2nd at the County Line Restaurant in Juno Beach, Florida, for a live auction and some great baseball talk. If you can't join us, please consider a donation to littlesmilesfl.org. That's littlesmilesfl.org to help these kids. And when you donate, please mention the Great American Collectibles Show. We hope you'll help.
7: Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company have led the charge in the collectibles' hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, mile high. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information.
1: This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a $0 deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to collectinsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection.
0: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become Another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices.
1: How would you like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game-winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game-used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game-used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at GameUseBats.com. Okay,
2: we are back. We're back. Well, no kidding. East Coast Sports Marketing and Hunt Auctions are pleased to present the Philly show. Yeah. Uh, And that is from Friday, March 8th through Sunday, March 10th, held at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center, Hall A, D, and E in Oaks, Pennsylvania. Shop over 250 of your favorite hobby dealer boots on over 100,000 square feet of sports collectibles heaven from the 1800s to the present day. Major sports auction houses and third-party grading and authentication companies are on hand to assist your collecting needs. The Philly Show is family friendly, and all kids ten and under get in for free. Autograph guests include Super Bowl Fifty Two Philadelphia Eagles championship reunion show, Super Bowl Fifty Two MVP Nick Foles, Super Bowl champ head coach Doug Peterson, Brandon Graham, Jason Peters, Trey Burton as well as Baseball Hall of Famers Frank Thomas, Robin Yount, and more to come. For more information, go to phillyshow.com. Remember, since 1975, the Philly Show is where it all started. Okay. Welcome to another Gax Moment, brought to us each week by our good friend Paul Borges and the great folks at PB Collectibles, your neighborhood card shop. Go to pbcollectibles.com to find that special card or piece of memorabilia. This week, we're going to play a game. We're going to play the Gax Word substitute game. This is based on an article I read on penny stocks versus blue chip stocks. When I mentioned penny stocks, I want you in your mind to substitute the word modern cards. When I mention the words blue chip stocks, substitute the word vintage cards. Let's go. Penny stocks. This kind of stock usually belongs to smaller emerging companies. Some have potential to grow substantially, while others may lack the financial stability because of a variety of reasons. Hence, the image on your screen. Blue chips stocks. Mostly large, reputable companies with a history of stable earnings, consistent dividend payments, and strong balance sheets. These stocks have shown resilience over the years. Hence, this image. Penny stocks. Penny stocks are known for their volatility, larger price fluctuations, Potential for hefty profits, and they are highly risky. Back to the first image. Blue chip stocks. Belong to well-established companies with a long history of stable performance. A safer bet, they may not offer massive returns, but can show slow, steady growth. Penny stocks. More susceptible to the ups and downs of the market. Blue chip stocks. Because of their size and established market presence, they offer more stable long-term growth. Penny stocks. Liquidity can be an issue. Blue chip stocks. High liquidity investors can buy or sell shares without influencing the price of the stocks. What's the conclusion here? As an investor, you need to have clarity about your investment goals. If you're willing to take risks, then penny stocks are great for you. However, blue chip stocks may be the right investment if you have a moderate appetite and want stability. Just ask Wanda Franco and Christy Mathewson. You make the choice. And that's another GAX moment. Okay, we are back. John, do you, you understand what I just talked about? I know you couldn't see sure. the images. You'll see them. What I did was. Uh, we, as i was mentioning penny stocks and lee i know lee's watching the show we had a nice image of juan franco and then when i was talking about blue chip stocks we had a psa image of mm-hmm. christy Mathewson. Uh, i guess the point is shop wisely now rico you disagree with that
1: oh no i didn't say that if you have the money to be able to go vintage <clears throat> with the big uh, you know the stocks fine you know, but if you're a, a new collector, a young collector, you might not have the money, so you're going to look for bargains for present day players that you like. If you're a young, if you're a young uh, a collector, you see the kids at the national at the shows, and they go and they look for their favorite players, present day players. So, so they buy it. You know what I mean? All
2: right. So, John, let's carry it over to the bat world. Um- if you had to make, I'm not. I'm not going to ask you to make a recommendation, but the more valuable bats, I would think, are the vintage bats. Am I right or
4: wrong? Well, just what you're saying, it, the exact same uh, uh, rules apply to game used bats. Um, you know, but let me let me say this uh, also to let Rico know: some of these modern players. <clears throat> are just as expensive or more expensive today than uh, the vintage players. I mean, you know, especially you get into guys like Otani, you, you know, Vlad, Vlad Jr., Bobby Witt Jr., and now, you know, everybody is looking for this for Ellie De La Cruz, you know, the potential that he has. So there's a lot of volatility, just as you were saying with the uh, contemporary players. Um the vintage players are more, much more stable. Um, but yeah. like any, any market, any investment, cards or game-used bats, game-used memorabilia, there are peaks and valleys. So you do have to be aware of that. John, aren't, aren't <clears throat> the modern players, and I know it was different when you played, Rick,
2: aren't the modern players, don't they really, or do they really control... The inventory of bats that
4: are out there, do they control that? Not all, but some. <clears> yes, <throat> yes, there are definitely uh, players who are they have their own representatives, their own marketing firms, and are selling their game use memorabilia.
1: And that's the big names like, like the Otanis and Trouts and so uh, on. For the no, judges, not
4: real, the Otani, um. Generally, the the material on Atani comes from the Angels, okay, right from the team store. Oh, okay. Um, And all of the clubs now, why that that may be a general statement, but many of the ball clubs now, they also have their own outlets. So, you know, you see game used material being sold, uh, you know, at the ballpark.
2: Now, Now, John, when they sell a bat, let's say at the ballpark, um, Red Sox, Red Sox are selling a, a, a Raphael Devers bat. what do they have? A, do, who who authenticates that? Do they do that themselves, or well, is it not authenticated?
4: It's you know putting a feather in PSA's hat. You know uh, a lot of that material that is sold within the gift shops, it is MLB authenticated, but oftentimes that material still comes into the office. And we'll produce a letter of authenticity for it.
1: Really? Now, I did a t- signing with the Red Sox in their area. Uh, it's called uh, Autograph Alley. And inside the is all Red Sox cards. It's all the walls. On the walls, on the walls you know, in cases. And there wasn't PSA uh, cases or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, and I didn't see any bats. It was all cards and a little bit of some other kind of memorabilia. And that was, you know <clears throat> where'd they get the cards? Yeah.
2: Well actually, you know something? I if I if if my memory serves me correctly, um they have a they had a real big display in the Yakiway store, correct? Just yes. Across the street. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they uh, they
1: have a hell of a bat
2: selection there too. Yeah.
1: Not great. Not that great but they it's good. Yeah. See, but my, my, my thought was if you're a younger collector, who's going to buy the Otani, the, the, the modern big, big name guys who's can't gonna, be a kid. Can't be a teenage kid. Right? It's Not going to be a teenager. Would, would it be a person who, uh, goes for the older stuff? Would they make, they're the ones taking a chance. On, you know, these cards... Uh, um, on the bats, you mean? I'm mean, sorry, the bats, yeah. It, on the
2: so in bats, other words, John, is, is, uh, are they is established collectors buying the, the modern bats?
4: Yes. In a word, yes. They they are established. They may be... I, I would say they are newer collectors, but they are, you know, they're established. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as far as Otani is is beyond... Anything that I've seen for a current player at these types of levels, really? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's there. Yeah. He's well into. He's you know five figures, easy, A couple times over. Yeah, yeah. I
2: mean, I mean that's John. You know, I was uh, <clears throat> reading uh, when you sent that letter. Of I, I'm not going to ask you to go through every step, but every bat there is a 25 step process to when you authenticate a bat excuse me
4: yeah th- we have a worksheet that is completed for uh you know every bat that comes into the office and there are 25 points on that worksheet that are completed um nothing is you know rubber stamped uh every bat's unique that's one thing about game use you know whether it's got light use medium use heavy use uh where the ball marks are are there ink compressions is it cracked? Is it uncracked? Are there player characteristics? Mm. You know, it goes uh, on and on. I, how do you, I mean, yeah. I think about this.
2: How much work on how do you photo match a bat? How, like, how does John Tarby at least try to photo match a bat? I mean, w- what resource do you use? Do you go to the Hall of Fame? Do you go through uh, local TV archives, stations,
4: archives? Yeah. What archives do you go through? I won't let you. Well, There are a number of, you know, photographic resources that are available. And then it's simply trying to, you know, locate the, you know, you focus down on the date. And, you know, among the resources available with the contemporary batch, you go back now to uh, Penny Stocks. The newer bats are fairly easy to photo match because you have such high res digital imagery to refer to. That's right yeah Good all point. right and you know you you get an mlb authentication and it gives you a date if you can't find an image of that uh, bat being used on that specific date you may be able to locate it the day before two days before two days after whatever the case may be but yeah. when you get into the vintage photography that's where um you know it becomes difficult simply because the you know the film plates you know, from uh, the 20s and the 30s, it's a whole different story. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The camera angles, where they're shot from, um, it's it, it's very different, you know, when you get into vintage uh, photo matching. Yeah. That's why it's so valuable, too. The bats are so valuable when they are matched. Yeah, I love them. I love the bats. Well, yeah, well, you well, you are, you've cool always cool.
1: like, Yeah, I like that. Like, you know, I yeah.
2: like a, all, all kinds of. Stuff. Honestly, all kidding aside, do you have much of a collection you saw I know you gave your bats to the kids Hall of fame has the
1: 40 home they have run the bat. 40 home run bat But so yeah. some of the other bats that you gave to the kids were no the, those were all-star and uh, world series bats <clears throat> they were yeah and the black the black bats two of them they give black uh, oh, commemorative the, yeah yeah and uh but do you have your actual no, game no not used? anymore no you're kidding no, me I right, it's uh, your game used no uh, 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 67 or 75 World Series bats? No, no, I gave them to my sons. Oh, they have them, though. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh. they have them. Yeah, they got using them for, uh, for the burn during ball. the summer. Pick no, <laughs> for the fireplace. Uh, I want to know. What no, wait.
2: Is there value to those bats, John? Game used, Rico Petricelli, 1975 game used uh,
4: bat. Oh, sure. Rico was a popular player, you know, but uh, – now, come down, let's say we're asked to uh photo match a Rico Petricelli bat, okay? It's going to be very difficult and no offense, Rico, but of trying not. to find enough images from a given period of time of Rico uh they're just not that plentiful now, if it was a World Series
2: back though, you'd have more more of a resource.
4: You have more of a resource, you can refer to uh, imagery, and there are. You know, you have books that have been printed on the World Series where you have additional photography that way. So that does open open up the gate a little bit.
1: John, uh, what about TV stations? Uh, I mean, they have the archives, Good question, you know. Yeah. And they have a lot of stuff now they don't like to give it out. You know what I mean? Because I asked for what we're going to do is do a, a film and uh, went to channel five in Boston yeah. who had the Red Sox games. Yeah. They said, sorry. So yeah, okay. I, that's a
2: good question. So like, in other words, his, <clears throat> his 1975 uh, home run bat 75 right. world series, there's gotta be footage
4: of him holding that bat with the local Boston affiliate, right? Well, you go it. now, now you're talking to the affiliate. Okay. They send you the game film. All right. Now the, now, the question is, are you going to get a quality shot um, of Rico with bat with the bat in his hands? And also, when you're looking at the film, the film does not have the uh, the quality that the digital imagery has today. So I may see him at the plate with a bat that you can model match. Like if he was at the plate with that bicentennial bat, we can tell it's a bicentennial bat immediately. All right, but then trying to find the individual characteristics on the bat that may that are there while he's at the plate that may remain on the bat today—that's where the difficulty comes in and the clarity. But
1: with technology today, they might be able to bring it in. I'm just saying, but I know it's tough for these these stations don't want to give this stuff out. I mean, it's in their archives and probably forever. Hey, John, before we take a break, yeah. Uh, oh. I want you to ask
2: him this uh, question. No, no. That question that you came up with, the biggest surprise. The
1: biggest surprise from a consignor, yeah. That, yeah. that,
2: that you've ever had. The biggest
4: surprise? That, surprise yeah, that in a positive walked,
1: way? That walked into your office. Positive or uh, negative. All yeah, right. I,
4: several years ago, um, Jimmy Fox. very, very difficult autographed back. Okay game used back so you know we get phone calls all the time well i've got this i've got that it always turns out to be not good <laughs> all right gentleman walks into the office calls me up tells me he got a fox bat walks into the office wow. i could tell that signature was real wow. <laughs> from 25 feet away wow. you know yeah. came yeah. in and it was a great piece uh, autographed by Fox to a friend of his who, when he came into town, he was a boxer. Okay. When he came into town, they would get together, go out to dinner. And, uh, you know, Fox signed the bat one evening, gave it to him as a gift, stayed in the family all those years. Wow. What uh, kind what of, so we're going to take a break.
1: Could we take a break? Yeah, okay, we're gonna take
4: a uh, quick
2: break. Uh, we uh, come uh, back. John's going to be with us to the end. We're also going to bring Lee Barons in. Mm-hmm. from Sterling Sports Auctions. Hang in there. We shall be right back. Pristine yes.
7: Auction is a family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic. In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan pristine also works for hope sports and identity hoops international traveling to mexico to build houses for the less fortunate pristine auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day for more information go to pristineauction.com that's pristine auction the best in the business if you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby look no further than leland's auctions The hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades.
6: It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts
0: hi this is dan from memory lane auctions here to remind you that the renowned memory lane collectibles company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades indeed folks it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for america's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263 that's eight seven seven six zero 606 lane or find us on the world wide web at www.memorylaneinc.com now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of memory lane's record setting prices
5: hey i'm mike Petroselli. If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint-ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between, Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petrocelli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at or call us at 603-880-3202. That's Petrocelli Marketing, where no dream is impossible.
1: Yeah, go to Petrocelli Marketing. They have accounts all over the country. So if you're listening and uh, you live in uh, Yugoslavia, yeah, Yugoslavia, they don't exist. We'll take it uh, because uh, I started the company. My son took it over, and he's done a great job with it. And he's very meticulous. When Rico started the country, they were selling four
2: pens a year. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you started the company.
1: They, they no. didn't have pens. <laughs> no. All
2: right. Let's uh let's bring in our other guest, Lee Berens from Sterling Sports Auctions. Lee Hawaii brother.
4: 15.
2: Oh. Lee, you're you're you need to 15. put on your Sorry. we cannot hear you. Bro. Okay. There I'll we go. go. Well. Good. Listen, before we talk to Lee, uh, John, Rico had a question. I had Roy. a
1: question. John, what is the What's the word? The toughest bat to get—the one that you would love to have. You know what I'm saying? This thing up here. Who would? Who is it
2: in your personal collection?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe, maybe even the industry.
4: In the the toughest bat in the industry. Well, to, uh, one you would love to have, boy, you just somehow. I know. Well, let me give you the tough bats in the industry. Right. Cap Cap Anson. Oh. Okay. Very. I mean, no, maybe one or two in the pop report. Yeah. Uh you know those those kind of guys naplage way. What Black, about Black what about Black Betsy? Black Betsy. Yeah, that's Who's out. That? There. that is out there. Okay. Oh, it the is original, well, the original Black Betsy Joe Jackson. Oh, was, yeah. You know, so, you know, years ago, probably uh, 10, 15 years ago originally. And mm-hmm. now uh that that resides in uh a collection, uh, you know, a good friend of ours. Wow.
2: Mm-hmm. That's very
1: cool. Yeah.
2: That's all right. Good.
4: Uh right. Let's bring in uh, Lee. Lee, first of all, you're feeling better?
8: Yes. Yep. You look great. Mm-hmm. No oil effects, so that's good.
2: <laughs> uh, Lee, you have an auction ending when?
8: I uh, Thursday, February 22nd. Uh extended bidding <sighs> starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time.
2: You have a wow. slew of pre Yeah. Tell us about that.
8: Yeah, I've been, I uh, was really happy with the consignments that came through for pre war this time between Carmel cards, always a good selection of T206s, copper backs like Carolina Brights. Yeah. Mm. T206s, uh, way Matheson. There's Keelers. I mean, there's probably at least probably close to a hundred TPO sixes in there with various packs and stuff and grades vary from ones to sixes and sevens. So
1: very cool. Very cool. You got some thirties and forties also. That's Oh uh, yeah.
8: yep, that always falls in. I don't I got a Hubble Diamond Star I love that card. That's a great
1: card. Nice. That's, really an
8: all
2: Hubble. that's an eight? That's an eight, yes. Yeah, that's a great card. That's a great uh, card. That's mm-hmm. a solid.
1: Look at him. Oh, Kyle
2: struck out. He struck out Rico.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I had a tough time against him. But he's the guy that did the uh, cartwheels. Am not telling you a story about the cartwheels? Oh. oh maybe Kyle it was a pitcher. That's what I'm talking about. He struck out the side. Bases loaded. I read. I, I, I love the Oh, maybe. Books. That could be true. I, I, I think it was him or was, could have been somebody I else. But, I
8: think he was the one that struck out the sixth in the All-Star game. Yeah, he did. Oh, okay. I think it's, it's not kind of him. I'm thinking
1: No, no. Something yeah. like. Um, what about football? You get some football.
8: Uh, we got a, a little bit of football in there that uh, there's a 59 Jim Brown. That's a seven in there. Uh, some higher grade stuff. You know, there is raw and graded cards in the auction. So if you collect ungraded, uh, you can always check that out as long as, as well as the graded cards.
2: Um, you don't get into real heavy memorabilia typically, do you? Le- no,
8: I I don't. I mean, I, I could carry some every once in a while, but I, I don't do a whole lot of it. Kind uh, of try to stick to the card, but I know I always have people that are, they surf the auction and stuff, amazed at some stuff that I don't carry very often, and then you get it in there and they do just fine.
1: Well, if you had a choice, what card, and memorabilia, anything, not memorabilia, because you just mentioned you didn't do it, but Card a mantle Ruth between the two or there's another. Now I know you'd like to have both, but just say you know between the two two cards, what would you rather have? To, you know, amazingly, the Ruth's always
8: good because they're headliners. If you get a fifty-two mm-hmm. tops mantle, obviously, yeah, yeah, that's a course. headliner that grabs it. Uh, just because mm-hmm. the the other mantle stuff is pretty readily available. I mean, they're always good. They always sell. They but uh, when you get a baby Ruth card, no matter what it is, they yeah. draws the When you check the number of hits in the auction and stuff, mm-hmm. you know the Mantle cards can lack lag like down there, but you get a Ruth card, no matter what condition it is, it's yeah. That's right.
2: I have a quick question for John, and again, same thing with you, Lee. Jump in here, John. Did you ever receive a stolen bat? From, a, from someone that obviously you didn't know was stolen, but then with a little research, you found out that it was stolen.
4: Yes. Uh, we had uh, a smaller, it was, it was an Alex Rodriguez bat, believe it or not. It was a bat that disappeared. Okay. Being shipped. And what happened? Somebody in hmm. the post office grabbed the bat and you're ready for this. The guy who grabbed it didn't know that we were involved with it he came into my shop to sell it to me oh geez unbelievable (laughs) you know he called up he said he was coming in with it we called the police we set up a little sting wow and you know the detective is at my desk when he walks in (laughs) oh my great story that's funny great story That is a right.
8: Uh, I've luckily haven't really had anything that I know of that came in that was stolen or this altered stuff. It's been really good that way. But and, and really like these stuff coming through the Postal Service or UPS or whatever. I think I've had three claims in the 12 years that I've dealt with. Uh I recently had one that uh it made it to my our post office, but we have no idea where it ended up.
2: What about what about uh, fake cards, Lee, where someone, you know, brought it, sent a, sent a card to you and you had to break the news that it was a reprint or not real? Have you ever had to do, do that?
8: Yeah, I occasionally have had that happen. I had even I had a letter that uh, was supposedly a Babe Ruth signed letter and stuff. And I got the thing and I'm like, it was actually a the whole thing was photocopied. <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, you couldn't realize this thing was photocopied. And so, <laughs> but I've been pretty good. They, you know, there, there are some cards, but it's been pretty minimal where, you know, you have it. Most of the time I try to get images over the emails and stuff. And cause that stuff, I mean, been on the hobby long enough. So you can catch so much of it. Just, from the images on the emails that you can just tell them no thanks. Yeah. Toughest ones I have with is the fifty-two mantles, those reprints and stuff. Some of those are pretty good.
2: Are they really? I mean, John, you you don't have, I mean, you don't have that problem. But I'm sure you've had to break the news to uh, one or two individuals that th- what they thought was a game used mm-hmm. bat was in fact not a game used bat. Correct.
4: That's that's a frequent occurrence. Um, and it's a shame because it happens with Ruth. Okay. So, you know, here's somebody presenting me with a bat for authentication that was in the family for years and years from the grandfather who got it for, at Yankee Stadium, you know, after the game. So on and so forth. Yeah. And, you know, it turns out to be a retail model Babe Ruth bat. And really? I actually had one individual didn't believe me you know they went they went nuts they said you're calling my grandfather a liar
1: oh jeez
4: no it's just the grandfather embellishing a gift of course
1: of of course
4: (laughs) all right uh lee when is your auction end uh
8: thursday february 22nd yeah initial bid has to be in by 8 p.m eastern standard time once you're in an extended video you can get on everything in the auction. I got to there's a I have a complete set break of the t two hundred Timas. we got about one minute oh that's beautiful yeah they, they and there's tough ones in there like the Boston uh, or the Boston Nationals yeah, I'm not sure if they were done by uh you you could check off who, what team you wanted when you sent in for it but yeah that there's a nice one in there they're ones to three they're all pretty nice that's pack, sixty seven cello pack that's unopened. This is my favorite in the auction is the Cottonback Christy Matheson.
2: Yeah, that's a great card. Wow. That's a great
8: cut. That's a top there's uh, one Wagner. Hey. Not in a good shape, but uh, E95, couple of cobs. And there's a 63 set break that averages probably a six. Fabulous. It, I did break it down. So, I mean, it's, it's really nice whether you're looking to start a set, that the bigger lot of it in there, that's a great start for somebody.
2: All right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, John, your website address is? Gameusedbats.com. John, thank you so hey, much, by uh, the way. Thanks, guys. Thanks for authenticating the bat. Uh, that was your donation. My to pleasure. The- to the Little Smiles uh, 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 auction. Lee was nice enough to donate something to. I can't thank you guys enough. We're really looking forward to it. And folks, please, if you can, make a contribution.
1: Yeah, yeah. I forgot to tell you. you 30 seconds. Somebody came with and wanted, wanted me to buy a, a Wagner card. I mean, Saul Wagner. Was Saul any Wagner. Wasn't he a relative? <laughs> yeah, Saul Wagner. <laughs> with that being said, We love you guys.
2: Thank you all for the great support. Take care. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, you, JT. And to our viewers and listeners, happy collecting. Thank you. Bye, guys.